I'm Michael Mays, and I talk to people. Carmine, you're on with Michael Mays. Evening, you're on with Michael Mays. It's funny, when I was in, I think, third, maybe fourth grade, my teacher used to get so angry, he used to say, motor mouth. He'd call me motor mouth. Stop talking. It's all you ever do is talk. What are you going to do with your life? You just talk all the time. Correct, you're on with Michael Mays. AJ, you're on with Michael Mays. I talk to people. Corey, you're on with Michael Mays. It should be fun here, you know. <laughs> Derek, you're on with Michael Mays. And when I need to talk to a celebrity or, you know, somebody that's been in the news, somebody that's kind of tricky to get in touch with. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy <laughs> who knows another guy. Uh, well, not not exactly like, well, sometimes like that. Gianni, you're on with Michael Mays. Oh, what? Buongiorno, Senor Russo. Buongiorno. Come on, Yeah, you know. From Professor Mays' creation. You're on with Michael Mays. You're on with Michael Mays. Master G is an icon, the founder of the Sugar Hill Gang, the executive director of the National Hip Hop Museum, and as part of hip hop's 50th anniversary celebration, they're going to have this huge event in Washington, the nation's capital, with the Hip Hop Museum. Master G will be the MC of ceremonies, and they'll induct Ice-T, Run DMC, Curtis Blow, the Fat Boys, Roxanne Shanty, and the B-Boys into their Hall of Fame. This is the man that wrote and recorded and rapped on the first ever rap song to be released commercially. The first ever rap song to be played on the radio. The first ever rap song to hit the charts. Sugar Hill Gang Rappers Delight. Let's not forget about Apache. My God. So much to talk to Master G about, including a television commercial he did back in the 70s that not many people knew about. When I heard that all of this was going down with the Hip Hop Museum and Master G, I reached out to my guy, and I said, can you get me in touch with Master G? I kind of want to talk to this guy. So, you know, I was really stoked when he said, I'll get right back to you. The phone rang. I pressed the button to say hello, and the voice on the other end of the line said, Hey, Maze, I got uh, Master G for you. Okay, cool, man. Thank you. Here he comes. Master G, you're on with Michael Mays. Michael. How are you, man? I'm I'm always great, and I'm thankful and grateful. That's me. God bless you. I love that. I've been so excited to speak with you. I'm wearing Brute by Fabergé. <laughs> wow. Don't do that, man. You know that was my first television commercial. I know that. That's why I brought it up. You and, was it? Wow. Was it you and Joe Namath? Wow. Joe Namath. Yeah. Joe Namath, man. Look at you, man. That's That goes back. That's almost as far back as Rapper's Delight. <laughs> Around that time, man, that was the first. That was the first television commercial I ever did, and I was listen. The quick story is, I was working to try to get into television and movies, and at that time, that was unheard of because they didn't, they weren't recognized as rappers. So I was doing something that again was the head of was the head of the bar, and I did that as Guy O'Brien, not as Master G. So they did, they had no idea that I was already famous in a whole other form of music. A whole, Brilliant, man. Brilliant. So you're kind yeah. of, uh, you're sort yeah. of into being a pioneer and a trendsetter and ahead of your time. Because you think about Rapper's Delight, that was the first commercially successful rap song. Sugar Hill Gang, the That's first right. commercially successful rap group. Master G, did you have That's any right. idea at the time that you were laying down the ground for a whole new genre of music? Were you, and you were, you were really making history. There was no way that somebody could have told me they could even show me that. I mean, again, this is a 
I thought the record was going to be popular. The record. I didn't even think there was going to be a, an art form or a, 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 a title of, you know, a, a way of doing things. I thought it was going to be a popular a record amongst the funk and, you know, soul that I grew up listening to and that was going on at the time. Uh, you know, the cameos and Funkadelic and those groups. I thought, you know, Trigger Hill Gang would be a part of that R&B situation. I never knew that it was going to be what it is today. Nobody could know. I mean, dude, you paved the way for everybody. You know, I, I mean, Grandmaster Flash, you know, Curtis Blow, all those cats came after you yep. guys. And, you know, the thing that I always want, I find fascinating and I love telling people is that, you know, you listen to Rapper's Delight. There's no sampling in that. You guys didn't, there was no such thing as sampling back then, right? Exactly. That's a, you're, you're absolutely right, Michael. See, the record, so it is, it, 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 it's, a, it's an interpretation of Peak's Good Times, but it was re-recorded. Like, it, the whole, everything uh, was done from scratch. The drums are live, the bass is live. Everything was live in the studio. That's not a sample. There's nothing that was, you're right. At that time, sample wasn't even created. It wasn't even an idea of a sample at that point. And, and so I heard a story, and, and I hope that this is true. I heard a story that when you guys laid down Rapper's Delight, that you just, y'all just kept passing the mic and passing the mic and passing the mic. And the only reason the song is 15 minutes long is because you ran out of music. That story is absolutely true. Wow. So the, the ideal is that, yeah, the ideal is that we didn't, we weren't in the studio when they recorded the music because initially Rapper's Delight was supposed to be one person. And the person didn't want to do the song. Uh, and that's how they started going through this whole kind of like spinning the wheels to try to find somebody. Initially, they were trying to find one person, but Sylvia, Miss Robinson, bless her heart, rather than choose between me, Mike, and Hank, she, she put us together. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that because none of us had ever recorded professionally, none, nobody, nobody had ever, I've been in studios because I grew up in but I was never on the mic. I never did, you know, that kind of thing. So when we went in the studio and, you know, it went on, uh, Mike passed it to Hank, Hank passed it to me. The music kept playing. We're looking at everybody in the control room. Nobody's saying anything. So I passed it back to Mike just inadvertently like I would do at a regular party. Mike kept He passed it back to Hank. Hank passed it back to me. And, you know, the only, like you said, if we, the only reason why we stopped, if, Robert, if the music was 30 minutes long, we would have done the same thing. That's we just amazing. kept on going. So, so that's what we did at the party. That's so, so cool. And that's the same thing Flash said. Like, when I talked to Grandmaster Flash, and this was years back, but, um, you know, I, I, I didn't understand the concept of, like, the block party and the DJ. That was just a little before my time. I'm fascinated with it. And the idea of a DJ taking a couple of records and mixing and cutting and, you know, and, and creating all of that in these parties is fascinating. But I, I got to move on to talking about the Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Um, the ceremony yeah. now has been moved to the spring, which is good because you can't have a block party in the snow. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's not cool. That ain't cool. <laughs> but you're the executive director of the National Hip Hop Museum. Yeah? Yes. I'm very proud of that fact. Um, you know, being one of the groundbreakers uh, of this music and also somebody who has been fortunate to share in the benefits of this thing, I think it's very important that not only that I continue to contribute to it, that I also help preserve the legacy of our thing, you know. And so my partner, Jeremy Beaver, he came to me and asked me to come on board and be the executive director. It's one of my great. 
National Hip Hop Museum. Wow. I get I get official. That's my official one. I love. Uh, it. This is my thing, man. This is this is my passion project. You know, so I, I do every. I'm doing everything in my power, man, to let people know that this is something that I'm not only just involved in, but I'm connected to, and it's connected to me. So let me ask you a weird question. Um, and this just kind of popped into my head as I'm as I'm as I'm thinking about what you're saying. You know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that museum and everything they have they have some hip hop artists and should they should be in there that hip hop is rock and roll. Yes. Do you see a place on the on the flip side? Do you see a place for like an Aerosmith or a Anthrax because of their their work with Public Enemy? Or do you see a place for any like rock bands to fit into that hip hop museum? That's a great question. Absolutely. Yeah, because listen, like 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 you talked to Flash. And so, you know, when we first started rapping at parties, we were using pieces of any kind of song. You know, uh, 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 there was a song called Was a Dog a Donut by a guy named Cat Stevens. He changed his name, you know, to something else yeah, now. Yeah. But, I mean, that record was like a folk record. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. there's a place in our museum for everybody, man. Like you said, that has collaborated, connected to, like, you, like oh, look, at, look at all the people that have been sampled. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, Beverly. Amazing samples. I yeah. mean, all these different things, they should definitely be. Absolutely. Uh, and I know we're, we only got a couple minutes left, but I, I got to talk about Apache. And, I, and I'm going to say to you, yeah. Master G, I'm a little, I'm a little embarrassed to say this. I, I really got turned on to Apache when, when I was a kid and I was watching the Fresh Prince and that, that Apache dance, yes. you know, and I was like, oh, this is yeah. cool. You know, so did that yeah, have an no. effect on the song? Quick. Let me tell you this real, and I want to make sure I get this in there. Apache was a, a B-side for us when we first put it out in 82. Apache, because of that episode, is a bigger record today than it was 30 years ago. That is one of our, when we, when we do Apache, the stage goes from one level to the absolute next level. It's, a, it, it's incredible. It's the same record. It's the same vocals. Nothing is different on the recording. The only thing different is that now kids see it as jump on it. It's yeah. the same. It, it even changed the title. Yeah. What we mean when we cut it, it was Apache, and now they call it jump on it again. Same record. And so many. I mean, if if you go onto anything like Spotify, you type in Apache, you know, samples. My God, <laughs> the, the list of songs yeah. that have sampled that now it's like an endless list. And uh, and it, it's, thank you. It's amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, do you, do you, um, I don't want to talk about, you know, your, your financial life or anything, but do you still see like residuals or any money come in from any of those hits? That's the beautiful, that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, being able to right any wrongs. So, you know, there's a lot of history in one of us and there was, there was some, there was some crazy things in, in early on and, you know, moving forward. But again, the Robinson family, Lena Robinson is my, one of my biggest and most dearest loving friends and, a major part of you know what's going on with the um, with the music. So yeah, man. Fortunately for us, we do have an opportunity, man, to be a part of what goes on with our music uh, in in movies and commercials and samples and you know. So yeah, it's a very beautiful experience. Good, good, Master G. It's so cool to talk to you, man. Thank you for your time. It's a thrill for me. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. Hope to talk to you again. Take care.